you not seen that? Hello there, and welcome back to another edition of the very popular How the F*** Have You Not Seen That? Uh, or as I still Gareth's joke, yeah, Gareth's joke from last time, Hütterfienster series, because that is what people are calling it these days on the Twitter. They're abbreviating people. it, John, which mm. I know you very much enjoy. <laughs> for anyone listening for the mm. first time, this series came about in lockdown, which is where we currently still are, especially you guys mm. in uh, the UK uh, and America, to be honest. Um, and we were chatting about things that we could podcast on because obviously uh, we lost the cinema industry, essentially. So there was no new film releases, a lot of TV production also stalled. Uh, and we chatted and chatted and we we're like, oh, what can we do? Why don't we, you know, delve into our closets of shame? Yeah. And say and be honest with each other and admit things that we haven't seen yet or things that very famous things that we're meant to have seen. I imagine that. Yeah. Imagine that will be in the yeah. closets of uh, a few people here. Yeah. So. <laughs> Good. Uh, so we've had a couple in this series already. We had, uh, we had Robocop, which was Gareth's closet of shame. We then had me with uh, Reservoir Dogs, which I hadn't seen, which is mental when you think about it. Mm. Yeah, um, absolutely then, mental. Yeah, that is that is a bad one. And then we had uh, John for Spirited Away. And, and it's not just Spirited Away, it's the fact that he hadn't seen any Studio Ghibli film at all. Uh, and mm. now, today, I'm joined by uh, Emma for the first time on this podcast. Hello. 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 Welcome. This is your first experience of a Hutsufudzinutsta. And, uh, you know, well, you, that. You, 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 yeah, sorry. That just, You've been list- I thought I was having a stroke yeah. then. Yeah, it is kind of like I'm having a stroke. Um, <laughs> you've listened to these, obviously, hopefully, Emma, being part of the <laughs> podcast network. I'd be ashamed if you hadn't. Um, what's nah, your impressions of the, of the series been so far? Yeah, I've really enjoyed it, actually. Um, I luckily have seen everything apart from Spirited Away. And I listened to that without watching it. It's fucking hilarious. Yeah. Um, Sounds random, isn't it? uh but yeah no it's been really good and it's nice to do something a bit different i quite like you know obviously with the stephen king stuff i'd quite like doing a lot of retrospectives so this is quite this Mm. is my thing really Mm. up your alley really in a way oh yeah um and joining us on this podcast Mm. as well is the very burly radish spirit himself john (laughs) Mm. hello hello mate how are you yeah yeah good mate um i know you're recording in the morning over there so you probably mm-hmm. haven't cracked open a beer. I wouldn't put it past you. I'm not going to lie. Uh, orange um, juice. No, it's too, it's too early. Juice. 10 a.m., mate. So, 10 a.m. Yeah, well, yeah. I've I've opened up a lovely rosé sour from the Thunder Road Brewing Company, John. I thought you'd like that. Ooh, um, hello. It's, mm. it's actually delicious. Uh, so uh, just thought I'd, you know, maybe get your mouth watering. <laughs> it's our sponsor. So yeah. I think it's time that we announce what film we're going to be talking about today. Uh, it's not really a spoiler because let's face it if you if you listen to the podcast it's in the title um but emma why don't you <laughs> emma why don't you reveal uh what we we'll be talking about today uh yes for all of my shame uh until a week ago mm. i had never actually watched scarface The 1983 version of Scarface directed by Brian De Palma and starring Al Pacino. Hopefully you didn't watch the 1932 version, Emma. Oh, fuck. I did. <laughs> Could you imagine that? It was, it was awful. Two blueberries. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. blueberries. Interesting. Interesting concept there. We'll get on to that in a second. But as is tradition with the How the Fuck Have You Not Seen That series, uh, here is what Rotten Tomatoes has had to say about, uh, you know, about, about Scarface. This is the synopsis from, <laughs> Ro- from Rotten Tea, as my note says. Uh, director Rotten. Brian De Palma and star Al Pacino take it to the limit oh, in this stylized, oh. ultra-violent and eminently quotable gangster epic that walks a thin white line, very clever, between yeah. moral oh. drama and celebratory excess. <laughs> Out of interest, what, uh, what was the score on Rotten Tomatoes for Scarface? I think it was at 81%. Um, so mm. pretty good, pretty good. Uh, yeah. Now, back when this first came out, it, and it's a remake, like we said, of the 1932 version, um, it was critically palmed off. See what I did there? Right. 
De Palma. Mm, it's yeah. good, that. He's the yeah. director. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. They thought it was too violent. So, John, we've been here before with Reservoir Dogs uh, yeah. in terms of what we're talking about. Uh, they called it a shallow B-movie. Um, De Palma was even nominated for a Razzie, or at the time it was known as a Golden Raspberry Award for Worst Director. Really? How mental mm. is that? As the years rolled on, though, it's been reassessed and now it's held in higher esteem. John, I'm going to come to you first. Uh, what are your memories of this film? When did you first see it? And uh, for anyone listening for the first time, please do describe the Blueberry system briefly, of course, and then give mm. it a Blueberry score, kind sir. Cool. Um, okay, so blueberries. You can have zero blueberries all the way up to five, oh, yeah. but no half Ooh, blueberry. Yeah. Because we're not gutless cowards, all right? No, nope, not cowards. So full blueberry <laughs> or no blueberry. Um, yeah. So my uh, my memories of this, uh, I remember the reason I, I watched this film, and I, I watched it, I think I was about 13, 13 or 14. So it was a, a secondary school uh, kid, and I won't name him because um, he's dead. <laughs> no, he's not dead. Um, oh, God. Oh, my but, God. Yeah, imagine that. Morbid. Yeah. So morbid. <laughs> Jesus. Imagine that. The whole rest of the yeah. podcast, the tone is just, <laughs> the bar is so low. That is great. I mean, hell. earlier, earlier, John said to me, there is no tomorrow. And now he's talking about dead Fucking teenagers. Hell. Fucking Jesus. Well, okay, well, he's not really dead. I was only joking. But um, yeah, good. good. And basically, this good kid was like, oh, yeah, this kid was like, oh, watch this film. Um, uh, and this guy, he gets gets his arm and his head and stuff cut off with a chainsaw. I was like, fucking hell, that yeah. sounds mad. Um, <laughs> and then I went and watched it on the weekend and it was Scarface. Um, I'll, I'll say this about Scarface. Um, when I first saw it, I actually saw this after I'd seen The Godfather. Um, mm. And I kind of, I got very like, this was about the time where I started to get quite snooty with films. Yeah. Bearing in mind, when I was a kid, I walked out of Independence Day. I was like 11. That's mental. <laughs> That's a great film, mate. What? what are you doing no, I, just, I, I love Independence Day. I don't have enough. I don't have <sighs> enough. Um, I think I was just in a pissy mood. You know what I'm like. Yeah. Even when I was 11 yeah. or 12, whenever it yeah, came yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Um, fair enough. So, uh, <laughs> um, when, I first, when I first saw this, I was like, yeah, it's all right. But, you know, it's a bit, it's a bit silly in places, isn't it? It's not... Mm. What mm. what I liked about something like The Godfather is that it's played in such a whenever they're having discussions and it, it feels natural. It feels like you're not yeah. getting anyone going like way over the top. Um yeah. and and that is um that is Brian De Palma's style. Like if if you look at um The Untouchables, it's exactly mm. the same. It's like all the mm. characters mm. Are, are just a bit Yeah. I don't. I don't know if flamboyant is is not the word, yeah. but they are. They are sort of yeah. over the top. They're mm. like bigger versions of of the characters that they're playing. And um, I I always felt like Scarface was that film where um, it's brilliant. Don't get me wrong. And just for clarity, it's a five bloob film from me. Mm. Mm. Um, Lovely. I stuff, will say this, stuff. and and this this is going to confuse some people. Um, I think this film is massively overrated in terms of the, mm. the because of its cultural impact, um, yeah. and it almost loses a bloob because of how many people now do impressions of Tony Montana, like yes, yes. bad <laughs> impressions. So Even the good ones are annoying. Um, and I was going to start <laughs> my review doing do an impression, and then I it. thought, well, no, because people just turn off. Um, yeah, it is. Uh, yeah. So we have we have to suffer because of that, but um, yeah, it's it's uh, it's an interesting film. If you take it for what it is, um, it's uh, it's brilliant, and it does grow on you. Um, and there, yeah. uh, there's it's so iconic. Um, you mentioned yeah. in that Rotten Tomatoes review of it being a a, a quotable movie. Yeah, it is. Um, just as long as you're not doing it with the. Uh, <laughs> With the accent. Tony Montana voice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Agreed. yeah. Yeah. Do it about the accent. You know, it's absolutely yeah, fine. Do it about accent. Say hello to my um, little friend. Look, here he is. So... <laughs> can be used you know, in so many good. contexts. And, and, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's lovely. <laughs> and has been. And has been used in very many disappointing contexts. Um, I, I will I will say this to you right now. Uh, later on, 
I have used that quote in a very interesting way. So we'll uh, we'll get on to that later. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to know um, that story because it's definitely a sex story, isn't it? No, no, it's not, Emma. Hundred percent. Don't you don't you worry. It involves you in a way, so it's yeah. not a sex story. <laughs> so uh, what I will say, Emma, is I'll go next because we get, what we like to do is build it up to the reason why you haven't seen this film as last. Um, but I'll go. And I'll say this, I was about the same age, John, actually, when I remember, you know, maybe I was about 15, actually. And around that time, and I'm a bit of a video gamer, there was a game that was arguably one of the greatest video games of all time that I was playing, uh, which was, and I'm sure you played it, John, there's no way you didn't, Grand Theft Auto Vice City. Mm. Now, that game is just the best Grand Theft Auto that was ever made. There was no arguments about that, I think, let's be honest. Everything about that game was brilliant. And (laughs) essentially, you got the same story in that game as you have in this film. And I hadn't watched Scarface at that point, so I hadn't seen it yet. And uh, someone said, oh, this is just like a a ripoff of Scarface. So I was like, oh, I've got to check this film film out. So I watched Scarface. um, And my favorite thing to do in Grand Theft Auto was like steal a car, a stinger or a cheater, one of the old classic sport Mm. car models, drive around listening to the radio stations. My favorite ones being Emotion 98.3. Lock it in and obsess on Emotion 98.3. Emotion. And Wave 103. Catch the wave! Wave 103. And I loved it so much, I got the special edition, like, CD collection of that game because it is so amazing. And it's got all the skits in it. And that whole 80s era, I just loved everything about it. So when I Mm. saw this film, and you've got just this amazing soundtrack, and it was essentially like watching the game just in a film, obviously... (laughs) Uh, Al Pacino adds a lot of weight to this film and uh, the film is amazing but I just I fell in love with it uh, I fell in love with everything about this film when I was a bit younger I'd actually say my love for the film has died away over time like as in I, I still really enjoy the film I think it's a five blueberry film don't get me wrong I'm, I'm gonna give it five blueberries I think it's a bit mm. long at times I think they could have cut some stuff like when I did the rewatch of this and I've seen the film a lot but when I did the rewatch earlier today because I wanted to be like right in my memory um I forgot it's two it's almost three hours long this film yeah it's yeah, a yeah. long film and I was like mm. it's like midday I was like Jesus settle in here we go three hours um there's a lot of baggage in there uh you're right John it's it's quoted too much uh it's it's such such a cult classic though in terms of everything about it the aesthetic the colors the soundtrack the way people talk the way I, whenever someone mentions Miami I just imagine the Miami and Scarface. That is it. I, I can't foresee any other sort of Miami in my mind. Yeah, go away, Will um, Smith. Yeah, get out of there. <laughs> uh, so I loved it. Uh, five blueberries for me. And I actually showed it to Gareth for the first time. He hadn't seen it. Ooh. And I showed it to Gaz for the first time when, when he, we were next door neighbours back in England. And he loved it then as well. And so it's um, it holds a special place in my heart. But watching it recently, I do think there's a bit, some problems with it. Uh, it's still a five, um, and I'm just itching to hear how Emma hasn't seen. Uh, this is up there for me with Reservoir Dogs. In fact, I'd say this is You've more only surprising. Just that. Yeah, well, whatever. <laughs> you're taking you're taking the worst one because let's be honest, Reservoir Dogs I think is a bit more niche than this. Um, no way. I think yes, these well. are as bad as one another. Yeah, equally maybe, shit. Maybe. But Emma, why don't you tell us why you are equally, if not more shit than me? <laughs> I'm definitely not more shit than you then. Fucking hell, abusing me already. It's only 20 past 10. Um, I, to be honest, I have no idea why I've never watched this film. Um, I'm mm. I'm one of those people where I've watched a lot of like classic stuff. Um, and I think I knew vaguely the the plot and the setup and you know some of the as we've mentioned uh very well known quotes um from this film and i'd recognize it you know um i think i just never got around to it and i'm a bit like that because i don't really watch a lot of films these days um you like your books don't you you like reading little books i like a book and i like a series and i think Mm. it kind of you know interesting that you're on a tv and film podcast and you don't watch much tv or film continue i watch a lot of tv (laughs) 
I just don't watch a lot of films. Um, but largely because like I, I get distracted. So I'll start watching yeah. something and then it'd be like, oh, I've just, I've gone off somewhere to do something. You just start reading, attention. didn't you? Start yeah. reading. Stop yeah, reading 100%. that. 100%. Why don't, why don't you put the subtitles on? Put the subtitles on, mate. Then you're reading constantly as well yeah. as watching that. That's banging idea. Um, but I think, you know, like we like we all said when we talked about this before, it got to the point where I was like, oh, I'm just going to pretend I've seen it. It'll be fine. Mm. Like no one really the remembers the detail. I'll yeah. just lie my yeah. way through. Um, and actually, yeah. I'm really disappointed in myself because I loved it. Um, you know, there are obviously, uh, and, and, you know, that's very much... Uh, the, well, this is very much kind of depicted by the the rating and the reception of this film when it came out. There's mm. obviously some issues with mm. it, um, but as a classic, like brutally violent gangster drugs, you know that kind of thing. Absolutely brilliant. Like I really enjoyed it. I loved seeing a few faces. I was like, I had no idea. I had no idea that Michelle Pfeiffer was in Scarface. Yeah, you know, you know, mm. yeah. That is. Th- this was kind of one of the first breakout roles for her as well um yeah she was was basically uh, yeah yeah and she you know she's stunning in this film like but she plays such a tragic sort of character we'll get on to performances (laughs) a bit later emma just to Mm. clarify what score are you giving this i'm gonna give this so a brilliant film really enjoyed it very long um you know what i'm like i like a solid 90 (laughs) minutes um and i think (laughs) as a a classic it's brilliant (laughs) but it doesn't necessarily um, high standards age that well so i'm going to give it a yeah. four blueberries okay okay mm. a four i can see i can see that as a fair score for this film for someone coming at it now yeah in sort I, of like a more adult mindset because obviously when me and john watched it for the first time um we were a bit younger even though john said his mm. appreciation grew over time mine think, dwindled slightly i think if i'd have watched it when i was a teenager like five bloops 100 percent would have loved it i think mm. now mm. my um, you know, and that was 15 years ago. Uh, yeah. You know, time has changed and I have changed. More. So yeah, but, but four blueberries <laughs> is a solid fucking score. That's uh, a good synopsis from everybody. I'm uh, happy that it got a very high score. It's So it's on par with Reservoir Dogs is what we're saying, John, because there was two fives and a four from me on that. And Emma's gone for yep. a four on this. So yeah, um, the Fair highest enough. rated film, by the way, currently in this series is now Spirited Away with a maximum score of 15 points. What? So, hmm. so that says it all, in a way. I'm still not yeah. Watch Studio Ghibli. Uh, it's time to talk about <laughs> some of our favourite scenes and some of the most iconic moments of the film. Uh, start with you, John. Um, mm. what your, what's your favourite favorite scene in the film, buddy? Yeah. Um, cheers, buddy. That's a bit random. It's okay, um, buddy. Yeah. Ah, buddy. Um, it's uh, it's a difficult one because quite a lot of the scenes are, I mean, they go the same way, don't they? It's just you know Tony Montana, um, mm. just you just what you're just waiting for him to lose his temper. Fuck Gaspar Gomez and fuck the fucking Diaz brothers. Fuck them all. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Reminds, reminds me yeah. of you in a way. He's like John. Yeah, yeah, in a way. Yeah. Um. The the one thing that I've always loved about this film, and um, uh, I made a conscious effort to to focus because you can drift in and out of a film that you've seen like fifty times. Um, yeah. Is the intro and the outro? I just love yes. that music. There's something yeah. about it very similar to um, <clears throat> to uh, to a Clockwork Orange in the yeah I just I just love it I just love that kind of um, there's a sense of like dread in that music um, I don't know if yeah. it's like the synthesizer or it's just yeah it's just so, so 80s isn't it it's just mm. and obviously Clockwork Orange is, is 70s it just drowns in that in that time period I love it and they got. They got uh, Giorgio, who is obviously the father of disco, to do this soundtrack. He is the it- Italian legend who mm. basically revolutionised synth music and electronic music. He should music. be called he... the daddy of disco, really, shouldn't he? 
Yeah, Daddy of Disco. <laughs> Ill Daddy yeah. of Disco. He is Daddy. a fucking legend. And this soundtrack is... And we've talked about this before, John. Um, we talked about it with Reservoir Dogs. And you were like, it's difficult to think of a more iconic soundtrack. Um, mm. I'd say this is up there with Reservoir Dogs. Like, when you yeah. hear the synth and you hear these 80s tunes... She's on fire. These pop hits going off left, right, and centre. For me, this this takes me right back to that to that decade. Mm. Even though I'm never from that decade, really. I mean, I was born in the '80s, but I never lived in the '80s. If you get what I mean. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, Just would you say this, this 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 soundtrack's up there? Yeah, it's like it's it's one of those films where, particularly in the '80s, when you look at people and you think, "Fucking hell, everyone looks ridiculous, man. What are they wearing? Um, what are they wearing?" But yeah, but then you look at this and it's like, you know what? I could get on board with that Miami. That looks pretty fucking cool, I've got to say. Yeah, it does. It does yeah. look cool. Um, so, yeah, I, well, I think the intro and the intro. outro, the, 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 there's obviously, outro. Um, and obviously the outro with the music going exactly the same way and you know, mm-hmm. Tony just lying in the in his little pool. pool. Of blood. Mm. Yeah. The world is yours. Brutal stuff. It's just cool. It's yeah. just fucking awesome, isn't it? Um, it is fucking cool, isn't it? Um, and I wanted to pick that because every other scene is like... I, I, I don't know if I could um, pick between him going mental at dinner. You're all a bunch of fucking assholes. Or him going mental at Frank. Fuck them all! I buried those cockroaches! Or him going mental at Sosa. Hey, who the fuck do you think you thought this for, huh? You wanna fuck with Like, it's just, yeah. So there you go. <laughs> all right, Em, coming to you next. Uh, you First time viewing, so... You might have heard references to some of these scenes and seen clips of them before, obviously. But what to you stood out in this film? You can give me two if you like. Oh, good, because I've got two. Um, the first bit, <laughs> oh, the first one that I really love uh, is the like Montana's made it montage, where mm. it's, oh, like, it's like, classic. That it's so good, and then all of a sudden there's like, it, eh, there's me tiger. Look, so that I've one. Take it I? to the limit. Oh, it's just, it is absolutely amazing. <laughs> and I, I, was te- I was texting John while I was watching this and I was like, this, oh, is, so good. this, is, this is fantastic. Um, and I think what, what the reason I like it so much is because the film itself is, yeah, it's similar in tone to some things of the time, but actually it's very, very different in its violence and graphic nature. Whereas this for me was like, you could have put Eddie Murphy in that montage. And it would have been spot on. And mm. it was like classic 80s movie montage. Brilliant. This is the kind of thing that like South Park parodies and, you know, Family yeah. Guy, all this sort of shit. This is the sort of time where those montages are really kicking off. You know, you've yeah. got your Scarface, you, you, then you've got Rocky and all this other stuff. Yeah. These montages that, that coined all of these hilarious satire of these other montages. And it is brilliant. Yeah. Like that montage ends with him getting married... Uh, to his bird and then they go outside <laughs> he's in it and then they all go outside and they're like look there's a tiger and that's it that's the end of that montage yeah. it's and mental it's, perfect. I- <laughs> it's so random i love it but it's great it's, it is great it is great uh go on then give us your second one em. um i think the second bit the second so-called sort of set of scenes for me is as we get to the end of the film and it's you know, Tony fucking losing it when he eventually uh, kills Manny. And I think for me, mm. like that turning up at the door, seeing Gina um, mm. and mm. then like him going down, the emotion in that was unreal. And to be honest, the surprise, I wasn't expecting it and it shocked me. And I think obviously that then leads into the kind of finale of the film, which is brutal and shocking and mm. fantastic. But it's that bit mm. before for me where they're like, where the fuck's Gina? He's, ob- you know, there's obviously this very mm. close relationship with her. And it was like, it just, Manny too, dying. Too close, if anything. 
Yeah, uh, yeah well, we can talk about that <laughs> at some point. Um, mm. But yeah, I, I thought that was really well done. And I think Pacino's brilliant um, the whole way through, yeah. but especially the way he completely loses it there in so many different ways. Ah, uh, yeah. He, he'd lost his mind long before that scene. But it, it, I watched that scene I mean, again today. and Yeah, I watched that scene again today. And I'm like, watch when I watched that when I was younger, I was like, oh, no. He's killed his best friend. That's that's mental. And then today I watched it, and I always had like sympathy for Gina and Manny in that scene. And then I watched it today, and I was like, right, what are they thinking? They're going to surprise him by telling him <laughs> oh, yeah, that I mean, it's they just got married. Stupid. Are they fucking idiots? Because he's been like yes. raging every time, like, and the music goes all dramatic every time he meant like Damn. the first time that that Manny goes, oh yeah, Gina's looking alright. <laughs> he goes, you fucking stay away from her. You fucking stay away from her. Like, it's just like, and the music right, is so crazy. better than that. Fucking hell. Yeah, I'm not doing the impression, John, because <laughs> yeah. as I said, yeah, we're not doing it. Guys, um, hey. But yeah, <laughs> what what planet are they living on where they're like, oh yeah, you know what? As soon as Tony's doing this really important job that, you know, might collapse the business. I tell you what will really set him stress-free is when he comes back, you know, we'll get married in secret. You go missing for days. I'm in charge of the business. I'll go missing for days. You know, so um, and then she's all turned up at the top of the stairs. Um, <laughs> yeah. She was just in, with like, a little bit of side tube. Like, what's yeah. going on? Yeah. Oh my god! So, so in hindsight, I'm like, you you deserve to die to be honest because it's fucking <laughs> stupid, and you mm. know how unhinged he is because he, he sees him every day and he knows that he's lost his mind a little bit. So, uh, yeah, it is a great scene, but for me. I have no sympathy for them. Um, you know, just because we have to put it in there, I'm going to have to mention, you know, uh, the end of the film, which John has already done, which is say hello to my little friend. Absolute classic <clears throat> line that is yep. overused in everything that you watch. Say hello to my little friend. I only watched this the other day because I was on my third rewatch of Breaking Bad and Breaking Bad's important. I'll, I'll come back to it in a minute. Uh, my third rewatch of Breaking Bad, and in the final season, there's a scene where Walter White and his son, Walt Jr., are watching the TV, and they're watching that scene in Scarface. And I'm like, when I was watching it, I was like, Breaking Bad is one of the best shows of all time, but it didn't need to do show that scene at all. Like, it's just weird. It was weird. And it made me think about how overplayed that scene is, but how amazing it is, actually, when you just watch it in context of the film, and it's it's just ludicrous what's going on. I love um, it in the end of the film where he just shoves his face in a mountain of cocaine on the desk. Well, yeah, like, that's yeah. mental, mate. Chill out. Yeah, it is. How he's not dead from an overdose at that point is unreal. Well, how how is no one in that film dead from an overdose? Whether it be <laughs> well, <yeah>. his missus. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, what is Do you know going what, on? Uh, do you know what they were sniffing in the film? Or what he was no, sniffing a, in the film? Oh, extra trivia. Let's go. I do mm. not know. I'm excited. Oh, just have a guess. Wasn't cocaine. <laughs> flour. Ketamine. Oh, flour. Sorry, you, you, did you just say ketamine? Yeah. <laughs> Dead. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually powdered milk. Ugh. Oh. Oh. Yeah. That's grim as fuck. Yeah, yeah I but mean, I'm how assuming many take, how many takes are they doing? Yeah, but I'm assuming it, it would have been good for him. In a way, calcium. Right. So yeah, get yeah, that. well, yeah, yeah, straight into um, the brain. So lovely, sure, and that's sure why people. Sure, it's good for you. That's why people come to this podcast, John, for the extra facts. And uh, <laughs> lo- I've got an extra fact touch. for you. Um, oh god, here yeah. we go. Go on. So as I was watching the credits, uh, our very own John McCann stars in this film. <laughs> Oh, does he? Who's he play? Is he a rubbish I th- I extra? He I think he's... Extras. Yeah, he's a shit extra. He's fucking brilliant. Shit extra. Well, okay. Yeah, well, well, at least I'm in it. Yeah, uh, fair. True, true. Spe- speaking of, uh, you know, extras and characters and stuff, so I didn't realise, and I was talking about Breaking Bad just now, and if anyone watches Better Call Saul, it's also relevant. <laughs> um, but I didn't realise that the guy that Sosa sends with Tony... Yeah. Uh, to do the mm. bomb is Hector Salamanca. I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. oh my God. That has got a little bell on him. my mind. Yeah. <laughs> a little bell again. Bomb. What is yeah. it with him and bombs? Oh, spoiler warning. Yeah, he just for, loves um, it. He loves it. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Well, anyway, that, uh, yeah. The, uh, like, some of the cast is fantastic. So um, Mary Elizabeth Master, what's her name that plays Gina? Um, 
it's made Marion from Robin Hood, didn't it? That is true. Mm. That is yeah. also true. Um, didn't didn't think about that either. So she came up and I was like, now, in a "What's way? Maid Marion doing in this? She's definitely not supposed mm. to be in Scarface." Um, and the mm. guy that is the MC at the club is Richard Belzer, who's been in loads of stuff, yeah. but predominantly uh, you'll what? probably know him from Law and Order. Mm. Oh, there you go. Well, and well, uh, Manny was, was in the... Breaking Bad as well, wasn't he? Who was he in Breaking Bad? He's uh, he's like one of the like drug dealers or something in like season four or whatever. Is he? Yeah, yeah. Interesting, interesting. I'll have to go look at that. But uh, Mm. what I did notice watching this time around, and this is something that since I've been podcasting with you, John, uh, every time that I watch something now, if there's anything that's sort of a bit weird, uh, like a weird little character or anything, I'm always like, I'd love to see what John's going to think about him. dancing guy, isn't it? It's the guy on the stage, man. What the fuck is that? (laughs) <laughs> honestly it wouldn't have been out of place in Spirited Away that's the thing yeah. if you saw that guy in Spirited Away <laughs> but the other thing is they're like <laughs> when they introduce when they <laughs> when they introduce him they're like oh, and all the way from Caracas Venezuela I was like what the fuck Who, so why weird. are they bringing this guy in <clears throat> It's so dance, weird. dance, dance, move to the music. <laughs> like, imagine being in that club. You're like, what the oh, fuck know, is man. this? Who's this guy? But also, what club, and this is the thing that blew me about the club, is like, I've, I've never thought about this before, but what sort of club, you know, everyone's dancing, dancing to like some wicked 80s pop, and then someone like turns the music on and goes, right, all gather around, we're going to have some stand-up comedy. Who does that? <laughs> that is <laughs> so weird, man. It's so <laughs> weird. thing back then. <laughs> Anyway, all right. Well, um, the only other scene I'll mention is the chainsaw scene. Oh, I love that. But yeah, and I'll tell you why I mention this, because it's also relevant to our Reservoir Dogs podcast. Um, you can see elements of, of Tarantino's filmmaking. Some things are in this film, like, you know, mm. whether it's the ultraviolence, uh, the use of a sort of uh the camera movements like and there's a very important move in this scene which is where you know his mate's chained up and he's about to get chainsawed and the camera moves away from it very slowly goes outside uh looks at um manny in the car chatting to that bird and then it slowly pulls its way back into the the window of the bathroom it's a very it's like a a shot that takes like two minutes It's very Tarantino-esque. You see that in Reservoir Dogs. And we talked about that in the torture scene in Reservoir Dogs. So you can see elements of Tarantino in this for sure and see things that he was Mm. watching and and picking up on. Uh, So that scene really stands out for me. And whenever I think of this film, that is one of the first things that comes to my mind, just because how horrific it is. You don't actually see it either. That's the thing. It's like you just see Tony's face uh, getting splashed with blood and his grimacing. Uh, (laughs) And as we know, he's... He's a hard man, so the fact that he's grimacing says it all. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's the favourite scenes in terms of performances. Obviously, Pacino uh, was well known before this, uh, but do you think this is his best film? Or, like, is, do you think this is what people remember him for? And then, do you think it's his best film? Um, it's not his best performance. No, I don't um, think so. I don't think it's. No. I think uh, like. I mean, look, Godfather one and two is a fucking travesty. He got nothing for those, but that is um, a travesty because he because he because he plays it in such a such a way where it's like you can appreciate it. You'd be like, it's grounded yeah. in reality. Um, yes, and the, and even though he's quite calm and he's quite young, and then he gets to this stage where he's just this ruthless. Um, I mean, I don't want to <laughs> spoiler warning for The Godfather for mm. anyone that hasn't seen that. But um, mm. versus this, that's very like you can tell he's having he's having fun in this performance. Fun, yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, I mean, it's it's very over the top, isn't it? It'd be like if if you wanted to play like like Michael Douglas, uh, he plays uh, Liberace, and I bet he fucking loved mm. that. Um, and it was mm. a good yeah. performance. But it's kind of like that. I, uh, for me, it's um, it's it's his most iconic performance. Yes, um, yeah. But it's not his best performance. Yeah, I agree. I, I I think I actually don't think 
he's amazing in this film. I don't think he's amazing in this film. Like you said, I think he's having fun with it. I think mm. the problem with the character of Tony Montana is there isn't really any range for this character. It's kind of yeah. like he's he's got one mode. And the only time you see it go to a different gear is when he doesn't want to kill oh. the kids. And you can sort... <laughs> yeah, good, yeah. And you sort yeah. of see... <laughs> he does have yeah. one line he can't cross. It, yeah, he Ooh. does have one line he can't cross. Hello. But other, <laughs> yeah, good, that. Um <laughs> But other than that, his character is just a horrible, horrible person. Like there mm. are zero redeeming features to make him sympathetic. Like, so it's very hard to. Well, you say get on that, board. you know, he didn't. He didn't mm. blow up that. You know, the wife and kids. That was good. That's it? what I said. Yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> yeah, it's mental. Like that is the only thing that we're sitting there yeah. going. Yay! It's I like, think that's I interesting, think- though, because like. Everybody, yeah. he is such an iconic character and he mm. is such an iconic role for Pacino. And, and you're right, it's not his best role. Um, but actually, if you think about it, people are like, oh, Tony Montana, brilliant, this, that and that. Actually, he's a fucking knobber. Mm. He's a horrible mm. Yeah, he's um, a horrible character. Yeah, I was yeah, yeah. I was sitting there today thinking like, oh, because he obviously steals the show completely. It's like a one-man band kind of thing, yeah, pretty yeah. much. And then I was Tour thinking, okay, if this, if this film came out like today, like, in today's era, say Tarantino directed it, for example, uh, would he be nominated for an award or would he win an award? And I don't think he would, but I was thinking about like Joaquin Phoenix recently winning for his performance in Joker, for example. Mm. Um, And that character has so much range. Like, yeah, he's he's an insane character and he really threw himself at it and he's clearly having fun with it. But that character has so much range in terms of like where he's come from, his Mm. emotional state, how sympathetic you are towards him. Uh, you know, whereas I just feel like this is quite one note the whole way through, really, apart yeah, from yeah, that yeah. kid scene, you know. And <laughs> and that's for me why it isn't as nuanced as, say, his performance in The Godfather, like you said, John. And, mm. uh, and you know, it, it's iconic, but not his best. I mean, if we talk about some other people in the film, we talked about Pfeiffer. What do you reckon about her? Did a good job? I thought she was amazing. Career. Like, mm. and actually, I was reading... Um, they were really against casting her, um, Pacino mm. especially. They were like, "No one knows who she is. Don't think she can be any good." And um, and mm. she, was, I think she, she was shit. perfect for the role. The, That's what you said. First, the first choice for Elvira <laughs> was Glenn Close. I was like, <laughs> "Okay, what?" Yeah, I read that. Um, yeah. But yeah. yeah, Pfeiffer is one hundred percent. She's brilliant in this. Yeah, I think I it, think she's very good. Very cold. Yeah, right and it, mm. it is, is that, that, that kind of cold dead inside um, mm. thing, which is actually yeah. really hard to play. And I think she does that yeah. very well. And you see that a lot in the yeah. rest of her career. But yeah. The, but the same the same criticisms um, levied at, at Al Pacino's Montana. Yeah. It's, it's the same with with um, yeah. Elvira Hancock, I think her name is. Yeah. Yeah, um, right. She's like just depressed the entire film. I think there's a couple yeah. of times where she laughs a little bit and then that's it. Yeah. And Tony, yeah, for the, the most part, he's just note. fuming. Yeah, yeah, so it's kind of like, it's a difficult it's, one. Oh, you know, Jim Wayne has a bit of range. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. it's not yeah. a film that necessarily has um, very developed characters, actually. If you think about it, everyone is quite one note and quite, mm. um, yeah. I think she has quite a good... Not it's not a redemption because just to call it that would be ridiculous. But she does leave him, uh, and the, the the dinner scene. And you said that she's you know quite dead inside M, and I think it's quite a brutal line that Tony actually gives to her. Like her womb is so polluted, I can't even have a fucking little baby with her. Yeah, that's brutal. Yeah, and and that line, wow. I mean, I forgot about that line, and I watched it today. I was like, oh my word! And she actually, mm. to be fair to her character, she does have a moment of redemption there, where she 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 loses it at him, and she leaves mm. him, and she and she's the only one who comes out of this film fucking alive. Well, yeah. Well, maybe, maybe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. Um, so anyway, yeah, it's a good character. But I, yeah, I mean, but imagine being Manny at that table. <laughs> If you like, oh, oh no. yeah, I Owl knew I shouldn't have come on this dinner. Oh. <laughs> Why would you go on that dinner? You know that's not going to be yeah. a bowl of laughs. What are you yeah. thinking? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm for dinner. Yeah, unbelievable. <laughs> uh, before we get into the quiz, um, I thought if you guys don't know already, do you know that this film is being remade? What? Um, 
Yeah, I I heard about it, but Leave will it, it actually alone. happen though? Well, it's it, it's happening. The director attached to it. it. So this is this for me blows my mind because I can't picture this film, and I'll tell you why. Because there's there's the script writers. I'll give you the script writers, and I'll give you the director. The director is going to be Luca Guadagino or Janino. I can't. I don't know how you pronounce his name. I can't remember. But you know what he did? Him call me by your name. Okay, okay. I mean director. that is a that is a strange move. In okay, this is yeah. as of last. This is as of this year. So he's the new director attached to the film. It's been through yep. hell for the last six years. Uh, guess who's writing the script, guys? The Cohen oh. brothers. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> what is this film going to be? I have no idea. Originally, Diego Luna from uh, bloody um, the not the Empire Strikes Back, John Rogue One, is uh, that is makes no to be fucking Tony sense. Montana. Oh, so we might have like might have a subtext there of uh, Tony and uh, and Manny. They might be might yeah. be there, minute lovers and that. Well, could be. It's just... still kills him, obviously. But you know. <laughs> oh my god, it's just I I read that today because I I I remember like people talking about this a few years ago, but it went away and it came back. Um, and it, they've they've attached these people to it, and these are serious people that you would not uh, they that wouldn't agree to it unless it's That's a travesty. Yeah, yeah, I know. Well, let's give it a chance. But I have to say, and I'm, I'm sure listeners are thinking the same thing. Jesus, that is random. Now, um, make something else. Honestly, yeah. like, also, yeah. can people <laughs> stop hell. remaking shit? Just leave it alone. I realise mm. that we are yeah. talking about a remake from the 30s, but that's different. Like, yeah, that's leave fine. That's that been like different. 60 years. Yeah. yeah, and That's also fine. like they completely change the story in terms of like it, his yeah, origin, Cuba, and stuff. It's, yeah, yeah, it's versus Chicago, that. and yeah, mm. right. Yeah. Anyway. <sighs> well, enough of that. Uh, let's uh, move on to the 1980 version and the quiz for uh, for Emma. Mm. Oh, God. And uh, Emma, the way this works is that there is quite a bit of pressure because me and John have both passed. Um, you know, John, for some reason, there's usually six questions. For some reason, John got like eight questions last week. I don't know what's going yeah. on. Yeah, what happened yeah, there? Six out of them as well. Uh, it's a- absolute shambles from Gareth. Absolute shambles. shambles. Um, but there's six questions. I've made them quite easy because I felt sorry for you. I don't want you to be the first one to not get three points. So don't not get three points. <laughs> Thanks. Um, I've actually kept this one in, you know, in the in the film theme, and it's called. Sherlock to my little quiz. That's terrible. So there'll be a bit of music, M. That you know, I'll start. Listeners, obviously, play along at home. And uh, John, don't don't think you're not involved because if Emma gets it wrong, you can get it right just to give yourself I'll a little in. pat yeah, on the yeah, back. Yeah. I'm yeah, actually yeah, yeah, nervous. Yeah, yeah, it does it get you, be. doesn't it? it? Does get you? Yeah. yeah. All right, question number one, Emma. The, uh, you know, I've got a couple of easy ones to kick off. All right, okay. Um, what does Tony have to do to get his green card? He, I know this one. He has to kill um, some like general from the Cuban army while he's in mm. the place yeah. he get the detention center. I'll give it yeah. I'll general. give it yeah. Yeah, he's a, <laughs> just a communist, really. Commie, yeah. commie guy. Just kidding. Um, we'll give it to you. to my little quiz. That's right. Yeah, well done. Um, Yay. Number two. Um, who hires Tony for doing that deed? And I need a full name here. I will not accept first name. I need a first name and a second name. Who hires Tony for doing that deed? Frank. Yes. Lopez? Yes. <laughs> yes. Sherlock to my liquids. Furiously Googling in the background. Yes, it is yeah. Frank. Can you hear me typing? <laughs> <laughs> this is Rob right. Lozier. Robert Lozier. Well, I was getting yeah. confused because I kept thinking of Elvira Hancock and I was like, no, that's not his name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair. <clears throat> All right, that's two points, Emma. Right? Okay. Now, this next question, there's a half a point and another half a point. Yeah? So... Here it is. Tony gets ordered to pick up Elvira and take her to Frank at the golf club. When he arrives, Elvira is disgusted by his car. First question for half a point. 
what car is it? And for the second half a point, what uh, sort of interior does it have? Right, so the interior is leopard print, isn't it? I mean, come on. Come on now. Tiger print? <laughs> yeah, I'll give you tiger print. Yeah, okay, okay you got half a point. Shout to my liquids! And the car, I mean, I don't fucking know. What is it, a Volvo? No, it's a Cadillac. <laughs> <laughs> Volvo. Oh dear. Volvo. They don't even have those today. Anyway, yeah. who knows? Sorry, I'm right. not very good at cars. Right. Emma, and this is this is the point where you could really, you know, bottle it because you've got two and a half points now. <laughs> And you've got mm. three questions left, so don't fuck it up, all right? <laughs> no, <clears throat> I'm scared here. Question, question number four. After some late-night drama, Frank receives a phone call at 3 a.m. What does the person on the phone say? He got away or something? Imagine that. They get a phone call. He got away or something. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, who's this? Absolute shambles. Why do you have to talk to me like that all the time? Man? Like I gotta know something. All right, unfortunately, you got that one wrong, John. You can, you can, you can chime in here. Uh, we fucked up. He got away. Correct, mate. That is correct. Oh, Emma, you know the bottle job is happening. <laughs> question number five. Uh, oh, yes, so yes, it goes to the last question. It'd be great. <laughs> oh, I don't, I, I don't think it will. I think she'll get this. Uh, <clears throat> Frank, Tony, and Elvira have a favourite nightclub that they like to go to. What is it called? Oh my god. Um... <laughs> Bottle job, la la la. Bottle la. job. Oh, I can't remember. <laughs> Fuck, I read the stop, Wikipedia page stop. earlier as well. well um, get off of that. No, earlier, yeah, not now. I'm on Audacity. Get off of the Wikipedia page. Uh, uh, the Babylon. Oh, she's got it. Oh, is that right? Well done. Yes. Shall I to my liquids? Fuck yes. Well yes. done, Emma. Yes. I thought I was going to go for the Halcyon and then I was like, no, that's something else. But it's something like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. mate, I'm well proud very of good. myself for that. Three and a half points. Very good. Uh, and the final question, which you should get, uh, this was the one I put in there uh, just in case you were really struggling. Um, <laughs> and this is, Tony has a motto <laughs> that he adopts in the film. It could be seen after assuming power from Frank and later installed in his foyer on a statue. What is that motto? Oh my god! Um, why do you, why do you <laughs> think this is hell. easy? <laughs> what do you mean? This is scandalous that you're having to think about this. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> um, Yolo. Oh my word! Why do you have to talk to me like that all the time, man? Like I gotta know something. Do you know that? Right, John. John, you can you can tell her. You've already said it once in this podcast. To be honest, yeah, the world sake. is yours. The world oh. is yours. All I could keep, all I could think about was the fucking the thing in the foyer at his house, and just thinking fucking Universal yeah. Studios. Yeah. So let's get that straight. <laughs> Emma, you have, you have Tony Montana's have passed, famous line: "Yolo." Yeah, you yeah. have passed. Um, you do get a rubber stamp, but that is considering you googled the answer for question two, and yeah. I did God not knows Google how you it. got the, the answer for question four. Um, so you did pass though so the history books won't look at that they'll just look at the fact that you got the stamp um, you don't have to watch it again uh, but feel I, free to you know, if you want to I you might know? one day yeah yeah. and that's it that was actually a good fun quiz that one a <laughs> uh, lot more yeah. drama a lot more drama Lots of a drama. lot stricter in I really enjoyed the, the, limit. Yeah? the fact yeah. that oh, very good. It, in my eyes Tony Montana uh, drives a Volvo mm. and his motto mm. is YOLO <laughs> YOLO. He was, yeah. he was ahead of the time, if anything. Mm. Um, so that's it. Dance, that's dance, it for this instalment. Move to the music. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, that's it for this instalment of uh, How the Fuck Have You Not Seen That? And uh, as is tradition, all that is left to do is to reveal what film we will be covering next. Um, and we, you know, we do have another member of Fan Critical. She has been on uh, maternity leave. Yeah. And uh, yay. So basically, she's she's texted us in uh, and said uh, what film she hasn't seen. And this is has made me giddy with joy, I have to say. Mm. Uh, I haven't been as excited about one since Spirited Away. Spirited Away for this. Uh, so, uh, uh, John, <laughs> John, do you want to reveal what the film is? I'm pissed. I've had too many beers. 
Um, <laughs> do you want to reveal what film it is, John? Yeah. So it's Reservoir Dogs again. No. Yay! So it's um. <laughs> so it's uh, it's the Ridley Scott classic. Uh, it's oh, Aliens. Yeah. No, it's not. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Do you think that Ridley Scott directed Aliens? Oh, sorry, sorry, not Alien, <laughs> Aliens. Yeah, he did. Ridley, Ridley Scott, Scott did... did do the second one. James Cameron did it, mate. Oh, sorry, James Cameron. Sorry, apologies. Are you drunk? <laughs> Are you drunk? Sorry. I've had enough of this. No, are you sure? What? <laughs> hack. Absolute hack. I'm checking for you now. I'm afraid he is correct. Maybe you need to watch it again. This is unbelievable, man. No, it's because Ridley Scott did Alien, that's why. Yeah, of course, yeah. yeah. Well, here's a bit trivia for you. Sigourney Weaver was also considered for the role of Elvira in Scarface. Really? Ooh, that's a lovely little bit of information. Well, that is a lovely bit of fun. Yeah, so the next film we're going to be doing is Aliens. Uh, John's definitely going to watch it now because James Cameron uh, directed it. And, um, (laughs) you know, I love the film. Literally adore it. I hope I can oh, I, I think one. it's better than the first aside. one. So there you go. So I feel like I've done James there Cameron a disservice by giving him <laughs> yeah. Ridley Scott's leftovers. Yeah. Poor old um, James Cameron. But look, te- technically it is Ridley Scott's series. So, you know, yeah, slag Yeah, off. I agree with that. Scott Free Productions, yeah. Uh, but what I will say is uh, I'm really looking forward to that. Hopefully I can host that one. I love that one, but I'm happy to step aside and let someone else do it. Um, all I will say is it's been a lovely pleasure to talk to you guys um in lockdown you know whilst this is all going on and i hope the listeners have enjoyed this a little bit of levity uh talking about scarface you know um it's quite a funny film really so i've had quite a lot of fun with it um (laughs) if you listeners have enjoyed this uh please do subscribe and share the podcast that would be amazing we would love uh to spread the word of fan critical uh during this time of lockdown and let's face it a lot of people don't have anything better to do you can also uh leave us a review That'd be lovely. We we love getting reviews, don't we, John? Love those. Yeah, they're right, aren't they? Yeah, they're all right. And if you want to, you can sponsor us on Patreon. You can go to patreon.com forward slash fancritical. On there, you have the option to become part of our community, where not only do you get access to bonus material, uh, bonus podcasts, our cast episodes, uh, you do get access to our Discord server, where you can have a chat with other like-minded people about shows or films uh, that you've seen so it's a lot of fun on there um, and also you're just supporting us uh, you know helping us make more content and at the end of the day that's what we want to do we want to make more fun content for you guys Yay. so uh, check that out it's mm. patreon.com forward slash fan critical right cheers guys uh, and I'll see you for Ridley Scott's Aliens bye Woo. cheers mate say hello to my little friend <laughs>